0: (laughs) Oh.
1: Grappa fans, and welcome to yet another edition of the Meltzer 5 Star Project. The G1 Climax may be over, but the reappraisal of the top-rated matches of the tournament continues apace. As myself, Lorcan Mullen, and my co-host,
0: Simon Cross,
1: talk about match number two out of a minimum of three matches from the 30th incarnation of the G1 Climax to get either the full 5 Star rating or higher, And we're in another one of the all-higher territories with this one. Um, But as we await the final ratings for the final couple of shows, we're about the halfway point in the tournament as we get to this match. The first of a one-two punch of not five-star matches, but five-and-a-quarter-star matches. Simon, what's the match we're covering this week?
0: We are covering two hard, hard heavy hitters in Kota Ibushi and Minoru Suzuki.
1: Mhm. Two previous five-star occupants, but not against each other, I don't think. And this is—is is this only the second Suzuki match we've had that's got the full five stars? Uh, after the Tanahashi match.
0: Yes, as far as I'm aware. I I don't know why, but maybe there's one with uh, Tomohiro Ishii that sits in my yeah. head. So it might be the third.
1: Potentially, Oshingo Takagi might be, but I don't think he's not
0: would. a frequent occupier.
1: No, but he has been having a hell of a year. A lot of people have argued that he has been the wrestler of the year, and it would seem appropriate that a man intent on chaos and violence (laughs) and sadism would be potentially the best wrestler of the year of 2020. This is a an intriguing match that we're ha- covering here first. Mm. And I think where you your loyalties lie, not loyalties, but where you, your opinions lie with what makes great wrestling. It makes an interesting contrast to the f- the next match that we have in this series. But why was the weirdly what was interesting was the matches that came to mind when I was watching this one. May surprise you but in the story that it's telling it weirdly reminded me of some of my favorite Mick Foley Cactus Jack matches such as the one against Sting at Beach Blast the one against Triple H at the 2000 mm. Royal Rumble uh, the one against Edge at WrestleMania 22 yeah. I think it was and the one against Randy Orton at Backlash 2004 where he
0: takes his opponent into like his territory into his water
1: yeah he brings them into his territory, and that person has to prove themselves in a different manner. Because what do we know Kojo for? We know him for a combination of things, but we know him for his high-flying agility and incredible top rope moves as much as anything. That was what really brought him to people's attention, were things like his Phoenix Splash, his double Salts, and the like. He never once jumps off the top rope in this entire match. No. And whilst the match that he had with Tai Chi on the final group block night for the G1 Climax has been a real Marmite uh, match to a lot of people as to what they like or they don't like about Monday wrestling, this one that he has with Suzuki, I think, will be much more weighted in the favorability, because I really, really enjoyed this match. I don't know about you. And what I loved was this sense of Ibu- The story of Ibushi over the last... Basically since Omega left, has been about him having to pass these series of challenges to make it to the level that you would assume is going to end at this Wrestle Kingdom coming up where he will probably win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship for the first time. To give away spoilers for the G1 Climax, how it ended, uh, Ibushi reached his third final in a row and won his second G1 in a row and it's been like every time he's gone that one hurdle further. He reached the final and he couldn't get past Tanahashi. He reached the final and he was able to get past Jay White and the sneakiness of the Bullet Club, <laughs> and also surpasses Tanahashi along the way, winning a, their block match, I think. And then he finally with it, th- but then at the Wrestle Kingdom, he's not able to conquer Okada on the big stage, yeah. And so he loses at the Wrestle Kingdom main event. Whereas with this one, I think the logical final step. Did that he would lose be- the?
0: Second match as well. To people
1: Jay White. are saying he did, but I misremembered it as him beating Jay White on January the 5th, maybe. I could have sworn he won it, but I'm not sure. But that would lay into the story going in that, you know, Jay White beat him at. Yeah, what were your initial thoughts about the, this match?
0: It's like a passing of the torch, but what it is as well is just two gunslingers just duking it out. Like, there's no. Flash, there's no, as you say, there's no like top rope moves from Kota Ibushi that we're used to. It's very much a Suzuki match, and it's very much, as you say, Kota Ibushi's being taken into Suzuki's waters. So, the story of the match is obviously Kota trying to show he can out Suzuki Suzuki. Throughout the course of the match, he seems to be enjoying being tested by Suzuki, they get like a sick pleasure out of it.
1: I'm not sure if he's enjoying it, but he. I think he laughs in response to Suzuki's laughter. Like Suzuki's trying to psych him out because he's... From the start, he's smiling. When they do the opening sequence, which is essentially an homage to the Pancre style of whether it was shoot fights yeah. or... Or workshoot fighting of the early nineties, which was the promotion that Suzuki founded after after leaving the UWF, which brought figures like Ken Shamrock and Baz Rutan to public attention really for the first time on a on a major scale. With the the way that the palm strikes and the kicks at the start. The the kick's almost a combination of testing the waters as well as trying to hurt them quickly and and wear them out yeah hopefully for later on in the match but the but the slaps in particular and then when they go back to that towards the end again and then when suzuki takes him to the mat and ibushi has to go to the ropes whilst from the guard position suzuki has a big smile mm. on his face because he's like you're gonna you're gonna fight my fight well i know i'm gonna beat you if you're gonna go on my game like you say he's testing ibushi he needs to master all the disciplines and become the complete wrestler in order to achieve his final goal.
0: It's as well as, within his style, it's a psychological test for Ibushi. Like, the moment early doors when uh, Suzuki's like, no, I'm not having this, and just walks up the ramp and he's like, all right, if we're going to fight, like, dirty and brawly, you're going to have to come to me to do it. And Kota just, like, doesn't bite at first. He's like, no, I'm not, I'm... I'm cool here like you you come to me I'm I'm in charge here.
1: Yeah, but he keeps taking the bait essentially and most of the time it's to his detriment, you know, in the in the in the guard, route. I mean, like whenever he cha- exchanges forearms, Suzuki pretty much always comes out on top. He seems to just hit that forearm and the sound of the smack against the against his Oh. And it's like that through pretty much the whole match until they reach the point of exhaustion towards the end. Just the crack and the slap of that forearm on, on neck and chest and jaw. <laughs> it, 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 it makes you shudder.
0: It, oh, oh, it's horrid to
1: hear. Yeah, the Krasnod's supposed to be making any noise, but you can hear that. Oh, they can't hold
0: it back. Well, yeah, like that's just involuntary, as you say. The thing about Minoru Suzuki is he could beat anyone on his day. And it's when you hear shots like that, you're like, oh, is he going to do it here? It's not assured. Like, I don't, I don't I never felt assured early doors who was going to win the match, which is really good. It was just, as I say, like, is the young guy going to outwit the wily Fox or not? Mm.
1: But it's not even just that he's wily. It is that he's hard as fucking nails still. I mean, you know, he's 52, I think. Not only are people saying he's maybe the best wrestler this year but he's having the best year that any wrestler has had that has gone past 50 years old the only other ones they're sort of bringing up are like uh genichiro tenru towards the end of his runs the like. Mm. but you can see where they're coming from because he just has that hard old like years of calcification of his bones make has just made his, his those his, ears yeah those ears, that once beautiful face, now <laughs> long now
0: weathered and just misshapen. Yeah.
1: He's like yeah, and he's also in phenomenal shape. Like, there's two different ways of being in shape that these two guys have. kodrabushi's Ibushi's like, you know, model good Cut. looking. He's wrecked. And he's only yeah. he's only fourteen years younger than Suzuki is. But Suzuki is just like look, I'll be honest, I look at Ibushi's physique and I think I don't know that you can get that entirely yourself without certain aids along the way.
0: Or being a genetic, genetic yeah. freak. I think you'd have to be that Whereas as Whereas well.
1: Suzuki, I can completely believe, is just a guy, a middle-aged man that just... Who he, loves sit-ups. He, I feel like he's got the same sort of physique that Roy Keane probably still has. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's not, he's not at his peak physically. But aesthetically, he still looks like he can handle himself. Graham Sooness as well, I bet, has still got, you know, a pretty hard
0: stomach. Oh, I bet on the Masters, like... uh... He's always getting his
1: wife to punch him in the stomach once every day just to make sure it still (laughs) makes that smack sound that Suzuki makes on Ibushi's jaw several times throughout this match. But yeah, like you say, it's like Suzuki controls him and he's constantly trying to challenge his strengthen his masculinity essentially because like at the start when they've gone into the pancreas they've done the standing slap fest and everything then they go to the mat and it's the heel hook battles and ibushi reaches the ropes and suzuki essentially taunts him into releasing the ropes and going back staying in the hold you know the rope's supposed to break it sort it. of
0: stares at him as well it's like uh what you're doing like this isn't how you get out of this that that's cheating But uh, I do remember it's a very patronizing look.
1: Well that's the whole thing about Suzuki is he's he's like the the, the PE teacher from hell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Much like Roy Keane. Maybe he is just pro wrestling's Roy Keane.
1: Yeah, he might be pro wrestling's Roy Keane. Back to the match. What what is funny though is the way that they trade the same stylistically. Like there's a moment where Ibushi sat on the mat and he's taking kicks and he's sitting straight back up trying to show no effect until the third kick hits and he can't he can't not no sell anymore and interestingly enough when they go later on into the match when Ibushi is kicking at Suzuki who's sitting down he's trying desperately not to even take the the bump so it's a different form of no selling kind of similar to the old well a lot of it is like the classic thing that Yokozuna was so great at with with the big man it's the chopping the the redwood tree down, and you hit them with something, and he's way, you know, yeah. he's waving and staggering. And with that one, it's like every time he kicks him, he's doing, he's going deeper and deeper into having to do a full sit up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like his his back goes to a sixty degree angle, then a seventy five degree angle.
0: It's phenomenal core strength, is what it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, what do you think of that? It? Again, it's classic no selling, but again, I think if you do it within the context of. The no-selling works, because then when they do sell, it's like they can't hide
0: the facade anymore. Well, yeah, it works within this dick-measuring style of wrestling that you get. And I think the... I mean, this match doesn't use all of it, but I think the fact this is a 30-minute time limit match helps that style of wrestling. If it was, for example, NXT TakeOver main event length, it would have tired...
1: Well, I think a lot of people enjoy the G1 Climax for that reason that these wrestlers, especially in New Japan, that can be indulged to go past 30 minutes, they just can't do it with this one.
0: The hype they had around the, I can't remember the year, but Kenny Omega versus Okada in the Blocks match is like, oh my God, this has to end in 30 minutes. Like, that's, that was a USP in itself within a tournament where all the matches are 30 minutes.
1: And there are plenty of people online that will sell, tell you that's the best match of the four between them exactly for that reason, and that's fine, you know, you're all entitled to your own opinion, but like I said, the the exhaustion factors in as time goes on, so they are selling, but it just has to be in the right way, um, because you wouldn't, like, if you watch boxers, they're trying desperately not to show that they're hurt, again, that's why I kind of argue for... The UWF match that we had at the start, the idea that they didn't sell until they had to, as opposed to selling from start to finish everything that hits them. I think what it is is that Suzuki wants to fight the perfect fight now. It's almost like he's so old that he's not necessarily interested in trinkets and and prizes that much, like he won the Never open White title from Shingo, but that he's not necessarily that bothered now. He just wants to fight someone because I think a really good ex- follow uh, way to watch this one as well is to have also seen the match that he had with John Moxley and and like that one at the end of it he's like utterly delighted at having had this fight yeah and so when he's getting pinned it, he has that big smile on his face it's like that was fantastic we'll have to do this again sometime
0: just pop a cigarette in his mouth for afters kind of thing
1: and maybe it's also a bit like because they do say always like the joker and it's that idea of like the joker's victory in the dark night was the turning of harvey dent so maybe it's that sense of he thinks because ibushi's beating him it's like well i've turned him into the bastard that i am as well do you know what i mean yeah I dragged him down with me, yeah. In order to beat me, he's had to become me. So I essentially just got beat by myself. Is there myself. an element
0: of that in Suzuki Gun? Like, in terms of, like, he he finds people and makes them bastards. Or is Suzuki Gun just more of a...
1: Um, I think he likes people that are tossers. Definitely the idea with Suzuki Gun is that they're more tossers than, like... They're just nasty people. <laughs> like, like, they're right. different, in a way, to the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club are more snarky and unsarcastic. Whereas, Mm. um, Suzuki-gun are just kind of, uh, let's just beat these people up. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of like, um, the Bullet Club are kind of like the smartasses at the back of the class, whereas whereas Suzuki-gun are kind of like Cobra Kai. They just want to go around Uh. beating people up. Not Not the current version of Cobra Kai, the inexplicably way better than it has any right to be Cobra Kai TV series. <laughs> anyway, I don't have much more to say about this match. I loved it a lot, but I'm not quite going
0: five stars. I
1: don't know why. I just I just loved it a lot, but I don't think that means it has to be five stars. I thought it was very, very, very entertaining.
0: I, I hemmed and hard about this one. Uh, and I would say, no, it's not quite five stars. There's just a little x factor missing for me it's a great sample of what they're doing but for me there's there's not there's an there's as an, a that dirty word an intangible missing
1: well maybe it is again like with the less so than the osprey takagi match which i didn't i definitely like this more than that like mm. still that lack of a crowd to react to everything still i think suzuki works better within it he takes advantage of it to you know, there's a lot more verbal stuff going on. I mean, did we need to know Japanese, or or we got the gist of what they were we saying, the really? Yeah.
0: I mean, I watched with the English commentary, which sort of helped. What you said there about him being so vocal is one of the things that has been assigned to Asuka's success in 2020. So maybe it is a Japanese thing to, like, fill the silence, because... They're used to working at starts of matches at least with quieter crowds, so it, it is just maybe it's in their DNA.
1: But yeah, really, really, really entertaining match. um I've enjoyed talking about it, but not quite enough for, I still think I, I need, again, I need to go back to watch that Minoru Suzuki Hiroshi tanashi because I think that might be a true masterpiece of wrestling that I should have included in my top 10. Mm. I kind of want to I want to rewatch all the matches that I gave five stars and truly reappraise my top 10 list. Um maybe we'll do that sometime. I don't know, not even not the end of the year but at some point <laughs> in the near future.
0: At some point, well, everything is I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know when when would lock down again. Oh. <laughs> with a lot more time. But let's not think about that. But what we should think about is what we're going to talk about next week, and then plug in the social media. So, what is the immediate match that followed this up, Simon? That also got five and a quarter stars
0: is a five-star mainstay in Kazuchika Okada taking on a a man who's sprinkled a fair few five stars in, in quite a short period of time, Shingo Takagi. So, that first-time match between two
1: five-star regulars of the past few years. But there's all that's left to be said now is how people can get in touch with us. You can get in touch with me at Lorcan Mullen. That's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A-N after the P in Pancrase. That's my Twitter handle, Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd. We're putting at gmail.com at the end of it. That's my email address. Simon, how can people get in touch with you?
0: people get in touch with me on Twitter where I'm selling a Simon Cross Free. Uh, free for the number of times in this match, Suzuki looked like he was going to snap the Achilles tendon of Ibushi. But you
1: can also get in touch with us on our Patreon if you feel like dropping a few quid there. That's patreon.com slash lntyspod. lntyspod is also our Twitter handle and our uh, Facebook address as well. If you just put facebook.com slash lntyspod. And lntyspod at gmail.com is also our email address. But there's nothing left to say at this point, except that my name's Lorcan Mullen. And my name's Simon Cross. Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a five and a quarter star time. Until the next time.
0: First time I've heard your voice, you were crying.